Hello everybody, it's me Roscoe and welcome back to another episode of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social, the show where the Cow Army share their thoughts on all things town, which is of course sponsored by Manscaped. And um, if you don't know already, we're live on all platforms, the YouTubes, the Twitter, AKX, whatever you want to call it these days, and Facebook. Um, of course, if you're listening, not live, then um, why not? Every Thursday night, 7.30, we're live on all platforms. And this week, I'm joined by two fine gentlemen in the Sweet Ralph Prince, Harvey Davis and Liam, who is currently outside Portland Road, ready to bring us any breaking news, just in case a signing does happen live on the show. Uh, let's go over to you first, Liam. And anyone, welcome to the show as well, uh, watching wherever you are. Let us know in the comments down below. Got a lot of great chats already. But Liam, hello, my friend. It must be cold outside Portland Road right now. It's absolutely freezing out here. Yep. Thanks for having me back on the show, Ross. Really appreciate it. But yeah, outside the grounds, just trying to wait to see Ashton pull up with some cooking oil. So we'll see what happens. I'll keep Indeed, you posted. Love it, love it, love it. And he's Kuwait and all that. <laughs> uh, Sweet Wife Prince Harvey Davis, you're nice and chill in your room. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm just patiently waiting to see Kiefer Moore just walk past in the background and then we can pretty much announce his signing live on air, can't we? Um yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me back on. It's been a, it's been a while. So, um, yeah, looking forward to to chatting all things Ipswich Town. Indeed, that's that's my next phrase. I was going to say, Harvey, all things Ipswich Town. That is what we're going to discuss on the podcast. He knows what he's doing, Harvey. He's he's been here before. Uh, <laughs> let's quickly bring in some great guys. Got Paul Smith goes evening. Hello, my friend. Got Tom here as well going evening and all. And we've got uh, Liam. Well, I think one of your mates, Elliot. Watching from Suffolk, Essex border. Unfortunately enough to sit next to Liam at football. Enjoy looking after him tonight. I will do, Elliot. Do not worry. Uh, is that is that been a, a long-term friend going watching the game, Liam? Yeah, unfortunately it is. So, yeah, we have an ongoing joke that um, he's my carer. So tonight, apparently it's your turn. So I'm pleased that he stitched me up on the podcast. I'd expect nothing less from him. So, hi, Elliot. Thanks for that. So, Matt, to be fair, normally... If someone's on the podcast with me, they're normally my carer. So Harvey maybe has to be both our carers put together. So, yeah, tough job for you tonight, Harvey, but I'm sure you'll be fine. I'm sure you'll be I'll, fine yeah. indeed. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Love it, my friend. Uh, we've got someone watching from Spain. Good on Another Tom. So, uh, oh, what's, what's, what's hello in our Spanish? Is that hola? Hola? Hola. Hola, yeah. Yeah. We'll <laughs> go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh, we've got Stuart as well coming in. Good evening, guys. Well done, Stuart. Welcome to the show. We've got AD as well, even though one. Also got Bono coming in as well. Good old Bono, uh, even though as well from him. Uh, but yeah, that is the normal stick. Uh, let us know where you're listening from, watching from and all that jazz. But let's talk about the sexy stuff, boys. It's been a week of links. Strikers, obviously, is a key position we need to strengthen in. Um, and before we get on to the, the links, how are you feeling right now, Liam, with the striker search? Two weeks left to go. Um you know, there'll be, yeah, we could be recording a live show in two weeks when the, you know, transfer window will be nearing the deadline. Uh, are you in panic stations or are you calm right now with the current links? I'm currently calm right now. Ashton, I remember Ashton said in a fans forum so many months ago that he's going to be relentless in signings. And that's exactly what he's doing by the sounds of it. He's trying to get everyone and anyone out. So I'm not panicking yet. So he's still trying to search and get people. So I'm going to wait and see in two weeks and see where we are. So it might be a different conversation then. But for now, I'm not panicking yet. But it's good to see that he's still trying and it's not just giving up on one player. Yeah. Harvey, I know you 
or a man always on your phone looking up the latest transfers and all that sort of stuff, which is not a bad thing. It, we all do it. We all do it. We, some people go, no, I don't do that stuff. You do, guys. We do. We do. Uh, but how are you feeling right now? We'll get on to, of course, a, a Welshman in a second. Um, but how are you feeling about it? You just out of me there, aren't you, Ross? As a uh, just just glued to my phone, and unfortunately, I can't uh, I can't disagree with you. Um, no, I'm, I'm exactly the same as Liam. I'm feeling I'm feeling calm. I'm not, you know. We'll talk more about the striker search in particular in a minute, but there's such limited options out there. Really, um, it's not as easy as just signing someone on FIFA, is it? Let's be honest. So, um, no, I'm absolutely fine. I trust Ashton. I trust McKenna to to get in. You know the two or three players that, that we need, and um, there's still a few good few weeks left. Um, you know, I think McKenna referenced a few weeks ago that the striker search in particular could come down to the latter stages. So I don't see why anyone should be panicking because we knew this would be the case. Um, but no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not panicking at all. And why would you panic after that Caden Jackson performance the other night? Um, granted, it's not going to be long term, but he, he's a confidence player. That goal will do him the world of good. I'd rather us take our time and, um, you know, really get the right player rather than get anyone anyone in now. We know how specific McKenna is with recruitment. So, um, no, we're in, we're in good hands and we're, we're absolutely fine. Indeed, indeed. Um, obviously, normal transfer windows from the past will not be going, oh, God, we're not going to bring anybody in. But um, last January transfer window, what a window that was. Um, and, Liam, there's been links already. We're going to talk about Kiefer Moore, first of all. The Athletic reporting that um, Bournemouth have rejected a loan bid so far. Um, Sunderland involved as well and other clubs. Um, thoughts on that? How are you feeling about Kiefer Moore? Obviously, a former town player, made 11 sub-appearances back in 2017. Wasn't great. But since then, he's gone on to play for Wales at a World Cup and scored in the Premier League. How are you feeling about that one? I think that would be a really good loan signing because he's a good championship level striker. He's proven, I was looking at his stats earlier and he's basically got one in two almost sort of at that level, which is what McKenna would want. So I think, yeah, he'd be a really good loan signing um, and he knows the club. Um, is it too good to be true to bring him back, do you think? Yeah, of course, he's 31. He's a spirit striker, but the wages, yeah, exactly. wages are a big thing. How are you feeling about that? Well, if we could loan, if potentially Williams is going out, which we presume he is, would free up some money and wages. So I don't know exactly how much it would be, but I think that could be all right and it could work out. But yeah, it would be how much of his wages would we have to pay? And I'm guessing he's on high wages being a Premier League player. Yeah, I think it's 40k is reported um, a week he's on. So that's a loss of dough. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that at all. Um, Harvey, fellow Welshman, um, obviously played the World Cup. You know, of course, I'm sure you, you knew of him, you know, before he, he came onto the Welsh scene. But uh, how are you feeling about this one? A returning player? I'm trying to think back. We've had a few players who have returned. In, of course, Massimo Longo, of course, had a loan spell. I think, uh, I'm think i trying to think of other strikers who have returned in recent years. And John, done John Walters, of course, retired, but basically retired because yeah. he got injured, yeah. um, sadly. Um, but yeah, how are you feeling about Kiefer Moore? Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? If you, were, if you had this conversation with me a few years ago, I remember, I think it was his debut that I saw Preston away when he came on. And I remember I was watching the game with my brother that day and, Walking off after the after the game and being confused how someone who was six foot five couldn't win a header, he was just looked shocking. To be fair, on that debut, granted it was only 10-15 minutes, um, 
but yeah, it, I think I think the same would be a really really good signing. Um, the striker market is pretty limited. Pretty much every single team in the championship wants a striker, so there's a lot of competition. Um, but I think he'd be a really really good addition. He's not granted; he's 31, so he might not be the age profile that we usually go for. He's certainly not going to give us the running behind that McKenna loves that Hurst gives us. Um, that perhaps Gallagher could give a little bit more. Um, but I mean, it would be a brilliant sign. There's no doubt about that. He's come on leaps and bounds. Obviously, I've watched him a fair few times over the years for Wales, um, where Wales really seems to get the best out of him. Um, I listened to the the main pod earlier today where um, I can't remember who it was that said that we might have to adjust the way we play. And I think that that will be the case. Um, you know, you're it not definitely gonna... wasn't me, by the way. It definitely wasn't me, but. <laughs> I'm too smart of them. I think it was. Uh, I think it was Stu. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, and I think that's going to be the case. We're not suddenly going to start seeing Haladki long balls and all that kind of thing. But I think we will have to mix it up a bit to get the best out of him. Um, and McKenna will know that. Um, but yeah, he'd, he'd be a he'd be a really good addition. Really good addition. He's the issue being, as you've as you've alluded to, he's he's on big big wages. Um, so we'll have to see what happens, but. I don't think anyone anyone would argue with that signing. Really, he'd be first choice, no doubt about that. Whether we would sign him and Stansfield, I'm not too sure, because Stansfield's obviously playing week in week out at the moment for for Birmingham, isn't he? So he'd be going from playing in every, playing every week to possibly coming off the bench or playing one in every two, something like that. So yeah, he'd be he'd be a great addition, and he'd score with that Davis delivery from corners and free kicks. He'd score a, a bucket load in this team, no doubt about that. Yeah, definitely. And um, get in the comments, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know your thoughts on Kiefer Moore um, potentially returning to town. Loan deal, obviously. Um, and Liam, I think we, we need a striker, don't we, who's fully up to speed. Of course, Sam Gallagher has been linked. Um, obviously, I think there's been a bid rejected from Blackburn on that, and it's sort of stalled at the moment. But uh, we need someone up and running. Kiefer Moore, even though he's not played week in, week out for Bournemouth this season, he's, I think, made seven maybe sub-appearances. Of course, I think he scored in there FA Cup win the other week. Um, but yeah, Sam Gallagher, he's only recently come back from injury. Jay Stanfield, is, as Harvey said, has been playing week in, week out for Birmingham. How are you feeling about the, the current links and stuff like that? Yeah, I'm really happy with the links. Gallagher would be a good option. He's a good another good championship player, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen for various reasons, doesn't it? Um, Stansfield would be a hell of a signing, even if it's on loan for half a season. But yeah, that seems to be another one that he either doesn't want to move or Fulham don't want to budge him anymore. But yeah, I'd really like to see someone like that come in. But as you said earlier, there's a very limited pool of players and everyone is after the same sort of player. So it's going to be quite difficult, especially with financial fair play as well, with the money and the wages. So it's going to be quite difficult. But I would be happy with someone like Kiefer Moore. Even though he hasn't played, he's match training every day and he's playing for Wales, like Harvey said. So I think he probably would be up to speed quite quickly and he'd probably fit in quite easily. Yeah, and I've got a message here from Nathan. Let's bring it through. Uh, got to push the boat out to get Kiefer. Make or break in this window. A massive opportunity to get reached to promised land. Obviously, the promised land is the Premier League, Harvey. And um, we may have to if we want to get these sort of players, unfortunately. Um, obviously, FP is involved, but so, there's some players you have to push the boat out because you've got to get them if you want to get them. Yeah, for sure. I think Kiefer Moore certainly fit, fits that, that criteria. Um Aston said, didn't he, in the, in the last 
in the last fans forum that we'd be, or was it bold but not reckless or brave but not reckless, something like that. So I do trust Ashton that he would push it as, as far as he could. At the same time, we don't want to be put in a position where we're, you know, forking 30, 30 40 grand a week out for, for a wage. Um, I think there's only so much we can push, but uh, I, I think we'll, we'll give it our best shot. There's no doubt about that. He's clearly a player that would make a huge difference in this team, in any championship team. Uh, so, yeah, he's one of those where you would have to push the boat out for, definitely, if, if you wanted to snatch him from so many other championship teams. And not just in the championship as well, he'll probably have teams abroad that, that would want him too. So um, there'd be lots of competition. Yeah, sure lower there. prem team. Sorry, mm. I was going to say, I'm sure lower prem teams would want him. Teams like yeah. Luton, for example, mm. yeah, would be after him. Yeah, very true, very true. And um, someone actually mentioned, let me quickly find the message. Uh, this is from JG. Um, he said, uh, list of players Keith Moore would know here as well. Broadhead, Burns, Evans, Morsey, Davis, Ball, Walton, Wolfie, obviously, you know, played for Wales and other clubs. So he, he will know people here. So that's easy for him to settle and stuff. He, of course, knows the club. Um, but yeah, we have to wait and see. We have to wait and see, ladies and gentlemen. We shall see. Um, shall we segue now? Strike search continues, and um, Liam will keep keep us updated outside Portland Road if he sees any um, big cars arriving and stuff like that. Uh, ready to do the, the the standard holding scarf, holding shirts, or signing blah blah blah. We shall see. Um, but shall we talk about Axel Twanzebe, boys? Um, obviously, recently come into the team, signed as a free agent back in September, and um, there's been a Sky Sports report that Cardiff and some other clubs are eyeing a potential move for him. Um, Liam, how are you feeling about that? Um, obviously, we're thinking it's probably agent talk. Obviously, he's out of contract. He's owned a one-year deal with us. Obviously, I think that we've got an option on that. But um, obviously, he's come into the team recently, played a few few games, made back-back starts recently as well. Um, but obviously, he's probably looking long-term as well. Well, we don't know what conversations that McKenna's had with him. I presumed that he brought him in slowly to get him back to match fitness. And now he's sort of bringing him as a squad player. And now he's starting to play a bit more. But if I was McKenna, I would try and keep him because I think he's a really good option to have. But has his head been turned by someone like Cardiff that he'd want to play every week? But I would try and loan out someone else over him to try and keep him. But we're not too sure if it's just agent talk, like you said, or is his head generally been turned to try and play somewhere else every week? But if he stayed at Ipswich, he could potentially be playing in the Premier League. So would he want to leave and go somewhere else on that other hand? I'm not sure. What do you think? Yeah, Harvey. Um, he's recently, of course, been playing week in, week out. How, how, have you been impressed by him? Um, obviously, he had a bit of a great game against Leeds, but none of us really did, did they, really, unfortunately. It was, it was not a great day at Ellen Road. But... Uh, yeah, playing out, he's playing week in, week out, and I'm sure he wants to be playing more regularly as well. Yeah, I really like him. I have to say, I I really like him at right back. Um, I, I think he's he's done he's done really well. Granted, he doesn't offer the same attacking instincts like a Harry Clark or a, well, when Brandon Williams played well for us, Brandon Williams. But um, I really like him in that position. I think he's really solid. Um, it helps that obviously our right back plays so narrow, so it's effectively a back three at times. And uh, yeah, I I want to keep him hundred percent. I don't think really we we we're light in in defence anyway at the moment. With obviously Burgess away, with uh, Bagger away as well. So I don't think we can afford to lose him. And I think it is just a case of age and talk. Um, 
obviously, if Williams goes back as well, I think there's there's even more reason to keep him. So uh, obviously, he can cover that right back role as well, can't he? So I can't see a, a, a point where he he leaves personally. We've got the twelve month option on him as well, haven't we? So as you said, it might just be a bit of agent talk to to try and uh, you know keep him long term here. I think he's enjoying it. I I don't see why. I get the whole first team football thing, but I'm not sure why you'd you jeopardise a shot of the Premier League and playing in front of 29,000 every week to go to a Cardiff who have a few up and down results. They're not exactly the you know the, the best side in the league. I'm not saying we are as well, but there's, there's a lot more to um, you know there's a lot more to, to shout home about at Ipswich at the moment. So I can't see anything being in, in that. To be honest with you, I'd be surprised if. If A, he wanted to leave, and B, we were happy to sanction it. Yeah, very true. And um, check out Stu. Stu did a, a, a sit-down chat with him. That'll be out um, on our website tomorrow and I think Saturday as well. So, um, yeah, insight on Axel's time here and his, his career as a whole. I think there's a bit of a chat there about Zlatan Ibrahimovic. So, um, check that out. Um, Liam, any thoughts? Any more thoughts on Axel link away? Um, obviously, you know, we had George Emerson, who's recently come back into the team as well. Um, but he seems just settled here. Yeah, I'd agree with Harvey that he's settling in and why would he leave if he's playing to go to a team of Cardiff who are very inconsistent, not selling out their games, who are struggling and their ownership isn't as stable as ours, is it? So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you both, really. I think he'd stay. It just, just Maybe it's just agent talk to get a new contract or a better contract. Yeah. Watch your space, and ladies and gentlemen. Watch your space. Um, shall we then go on to another link, ladies and gentlemen? Another link in Marvin Johnson, uh, a name you may know of um, for the incident between him and Wes Burns when we played Sheffield Wednesday last year. The elbow to the face. And I think Marvin Johnson got banned for a few games, if I remember rightly. Um, and then, of course, Town have been linked with him. Um, although we've sort of dashed that. There's no bid been put in yet. Um, but there is interest from town. Uh, Harvey, 33-year-old um, wide man, experienced player, but uh, 33. Um, yeah, and of course, playing for Sheffield Wednesday, they're struggling at the moment. Of course, part of their team who got promoted last year. Uh, interesting one. You know, maybe a good squad player, but yeah, would we spend that sort of money? You would, would you, Ross, with him being over 30? No chance. Yeah. He's, he's cut immediately. Um, I think he'd be, I think he'd be a good sign and I have to be honest, I think it would be a real clever bit of business. I think with with Williams potentially going back, the, the writing's probably on the wall for him with us eyeing up cover for Leaf, which is obviously the reason why Williams was brought in originally. So um, I think he'd be a really a really good signing. I've got a, a close friend who's a big Sheffield Wednesday fan who says he's been excellent this season. He had obviously the period at the start of the season where he was exiled and, and forced to train on his own when uh, Cisco Munez was in charge. But since he's come into the team under the new manager, he's been he's been outstanding. He can play that, that leaf role brilliantly well, I think. I know I get the age thing, he's 33, he's not young, but you're not going to get many better backups, I don't think, for Leaf Davis than, than someone like him. I wouldn't be paying a million for him. We, we won't pay a million for him. I don't know why that's come from, really. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, I, I think it would be a good addition. I, I've been told that they famously call him Neymar's down uh down in Yorkshire. So um so yeah, so I, I think he'd be a, a good signing and some some added depth in that area because as as we've seen, I think the drop off when Davis has has been out of the team is 
is quite significant. I, I like Cameron Humphreys. I think he's going to be a great player, but I'm not convinced about him as a as a as a backup option for Leaf at this moment in time. Um, I don't think it would be fair for him personally to be a backup option for Leaf at this moment in time. I think with the uh, addition of, of potentially of Johnson, then it might give Cam Humphreys a, an opportunity to go out on loan. So I think it's a, a signing that would would tick a tick a good few boxes, and um, he's he's got a really really good delivery on him as well. I don't know if you remember a few seasons ago uh, he scored in the game when Sheffield Wednesday beat us one 0 at Hillsborough. I think it was that third or fourth minute he scored um, the game when we had Backinson and Almazuni in the midfield and we just got wow. overrun, overrun all day. Uh, so he scored, I think it was the third or fourth minute he scored. So uh, so he's got a bit of history with us, obviously the West Burns incident as well. And uh, yeah, no, I think he'd be, I think he'd be a good addition. I, I'd be, uh, I'd be pleased with that one. Okay. Interesting. Liam, are you a little bit opposite? Uh, I was very surprised when I saw this link because, yeah, he's 33, um, plays Sheffield Wednesday, which uh, I know they're struggling at the moment. They've still got some good players. They're just struggling, aren't they? But, um, yeah, thoughts on this? Well, saying about the age thing, if he's a backup player, I don't think it would make too much of a difference because he wouldn't be playing week in, week out, and he's not going to be a long-term solution anyway. But, yeah, I don't think he'd be a bad backup player to have. I was having a look at his stats earlier, and they're pretty good for this year. His heat map is very similar to Davis. So, yeah, he probably would be a good backup. Um, maybe, yeah, may, maybe he just fancies playing for a bigger team, better team. Maybe he wants to play for McKenna. So you wouldn't blame him for wanting to leave. Um, but as you said, is he just a good player and a bad bunch, so to speak? Because obviously they're struggling this year, aren't they? Um, yeah, that's, that's that's very true. Yeah. Just saw that the, the comment there, Ross, about him being a, a winger. He's, he, he hasn't played as a as a... As, you, as a winger in, in a while, to be honest with you. I think he played more as a winger when he was at Middlesbrough. Um, the last few seasons at Sheffield Wednesday, he's played as a as a wing-back under Darren Moore when Darren Moore played a, a back-five last season. Um, and this season for Sheffield Wednesday, he's been playing as a as a you know, kind of bog-standard left-back in a back-four as well. So um, he, he was a winger a few years ago, but he's kind of trans- transitioned with age to drop a little bit further back. Um, as like an attack-minded left wing back, not not to say he couldn't do a job there now, but that's really where he plays these days. Yeah, I wish we shall wait and see once again. You never know. We've got two weeks, ladies and gentlemen, for all these businesses to be done and all that sort of stuff. And as you guys have mentioned, Leaf Davis, that is sort of the main question for today's podcast. The big question on the Kings of Anglia fan social is how much is Leaf Davis worth? Because he is probably our best player, isn't he? You know, we've got a lot of great players in our squad, but he's probably the big asset. Um, and I wanted to know, get involved, ladies and gentlemen. I want Liam and Harvey's thoughts on this. How much is Leif Davis worth? Of course, we signed him um, for just over a million from Leeds. Um, was it last summer? Was it last summer? It was last summer, wasn't it? It's been here now. This is his second yeah. season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it feels like he's been here for ages because he's just been so good and we're just loving him. Obviously, the assists and everything in League One, the assists now in the Championship, um, is he now got double figures, I think, 10 assists this season? Uh, he does have 10 assists this season, which is just incredible. Um, so, Liam Harvey, how much is he worth? I'll, I'll be interested to see if you're going to have different numbers here. I'll start with you, Liam. Where are you going with it? If if there was an offer, what would be the offer you think we'll accept? So, I was thinking about this, and I was looking at various credible websites we're valuing him at. The current value stands between, this is what they're saying, between 
two and four million, but I clearly think he's worth more than that. I think that's just his current value. However, if you were to sell him, I think you could probably get 10 to 15 million with add-ons. So maybe up to 20 or 25. If you got silly money for him, like 30 million, I think you'd, you'd have to sell him, wouldn't you? The amount of players you could reinvest in a team and buy someone else. I know he's valued a lot to the team and he contributes a lot, but how could you? I don't think you could reject a bid that high for him. Um, but yeah, I'd say at least 15 million. I'd agree with Bono there, definitely. You muted, Ross. Mark, thanks again. I did it last week, I think. I did it last week and I, I, I just knew I was muted as well. I knew I was muted, but I just continued to talk. Um, but yeah, I was agreeing with that. There's a lot of 15 millions in the chat. STST has gone 30 million, which is, whew, that's a lot of money for a championship player. I'm trying to think, what is the record? What's the record championship fee? If you know, let us know. Um, I think the record, we, you know, I think ours is 8 million for Tyro Mings. Um, obviously, we got Ryan Fraser on loan, Brett Pittman as well as part of that deal. Um, Harvey, where, where's your sort of fee for, for Leif Davis at? Exactly the same, to be honest with you. I, I, I think that I don't think there'd be a, a situation where we get 15 million up front. I don't I don't see that happening, to be honest with you. Um, I think you're looking at maybe maybe 10 up front and then five with add-ons over the, you know, over, I don't know, three or four years or however they structure it. Um, he's, he's worth a lot more to us, for sure, but he's also only had, you know, basically half a good season in the Championship as well. So I know he's played in the Championship with Bournemouth, but he didn't really set the world alight there, did he? So I can't see a, a, a situation, cur- as, as we stand currently, that is, where, um, you know, he's he's worth kind of 15 million up front, you know, with 5 million add-ons, taking it to 20 or something like that. I think it would be more a case of probably 10 up front and then, as I said, five or so with add-ons as well. Obviously, you could look at that and, and call it decent business and, and, and sell him, but the alternative to that would be get him on a new contract. He has potentially a second season in the Championship, but you never know. Um, and then he'd be worth maybe double. So there's a few ways to look at it, but I don't think we're in a position at the moment where we could demand, you know, I mean, we we are in a position because we don't need to sell him, but in terms of his value, I don't think he, he quite reaches that 15 15 yet, quite yet, um, despite his, his form. And I think he's only five assists off being the top uh, assist. Top, try, I'll try again. Top assisting defender in championship history. So I think he's only, um, I think that was Barry Douglas a few, a few years ago for, for Wolves or Leeds. So he's, he's breaking records for sure. And the way he's going, he's, he's going uh, to be some player. Yeah, don't panic, ladies and gentlemen. Don't panic. I'm just doing this as a nice little debate. I'm not saying there's there's links and stuff of him going stuff. Obviously, there's. I'm sure clubs are monitoring his uh, progress because he's doing so well. Um, but I just wanted to get that debate in because obviously, all players have got you know a fee, you know a fee that the club can't turn down. Obviously, with um, you know McKenna and even you know Mark Ashton with the. Uh, the stats and stuff, they always want to make sure they can sell players on if they can with the model that we have. Um, so, yeah, just thought it'd be a nice little debate. We had some great comments. So, thanks, everyone, for getting involved. Um, oh, here we go. Let's see. STT is gone. Let's have a little check. Let's see what he said. Maybe I'm overhyping it, 
but he certainly has the potential to be a 30 million player. Well, I actually think, and a lot of people think, he could potentially play for England, definitely with the left-back position. And obviously, we've got the bias hat on as Ipswich fans, but and all, we think all of our players should be international for their country. But Lee Davis just feels that d- different, doesn't he, Liam? Just, you know, he's really progressed this, you know, from him to jump up to the championship and perform the way he's done. He's proven, you know, he can play at this level like that. 100%. Which is a question for you two. So if we got offered 15 million in this transfer window, would you accept it? Or do you think you hold on? What What would you do if you got offered like a large sum of money now? Would you, Obviously, he's too valuable to the team, but what do you think you'd do? Would you just turn it down and just hope that you'd get promoted this year or hope to be in the playoffs this year? Or what do you both think? I would, without a shadow of a doubt, turn it down, personally. I think it's worth... He's, his value from January to December is certainly not going to diminish in any way. If we go up, he's going to be worth a... We'll go more, uh, if anything. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, not only that as well, but we're, we've said already about strikers, January is, is as, as we know, a, a really tricky market to to uh, to bring players in. And, and there's no way we're signing a player that can have the same influence as Leaf has um, you know, in that January window. So, no, I wouldn't even entertain it personally. But it's a good debate to have because you just you just never know. You just never know left backs that you know, like like Leaf, that can offer so many assists and offer so much attacking thrust. They're few and far between. So you can't rule out being in a position, especially you know, this would never happen. We'd never sell them on the last day, but we could be in a position on the last day where a Premier League team like a West Ham. Just, just put again. They did that to Aaron Cresswell. They took us. They took Aaron Cresswell. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But no, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't. Um, if we sell him, it, it would be the seller for me. Yeah, I'm the same as that. I think, um, obviously, if he wants to move, then sometimes you can't get away from a player. But I think Leith Davis, he seems happy here. Um, and you know, I think the club are gone. We're not in that position to sell him. Definitely with the the position we currently have with that left back role, um, he's only really the option there at the moment. Of course, Harry Clark can play there, and obviously like that. But I think at the moment he's here to stay, legend. But it's just a nice little debate for us to have and different questions. Thanks everyone for getting involved in the comments down below. Uh, good old Bob just went keep till the summer at least. Um, obviously depends on what league we're in. If we're in the Premier League. He'll go on an hour probably play Richard Town. If we're still in the championship, he you know, there'll be suitors, I'm sure. So we shall wait and see, ladies and gentlemen. And the next sort of topic now is we're now gone past the mid-season, but we're now going to go to a mid-season predictions from the top two to the playoffs and the bottom three. So get involved in the comments down below, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know and um who you think will finish in those positions. Shall we start, boys, with the bottom three relegation spots? Uh, that which currently holds Sheffield Wednesday, QPR and Rotherham. Harvey, Liam, what do you reckon? Start with you, Liam. Do you think that will stay that or is there going to be some teams going to be flirting? Who, who are your three and then we'll debate? I think it's going to change. I don't know if this is a controversial take or not. So I think Rotherham and QPR are gone. I think Huddersfield are going to drop. They're not picking up any points really at the moment and Sheffield Wednesday are winning um and the new guy's coming the he's German I believe um is it Roll? He's starting to turn them round and they're starting to play. So I actually think Sheffield Wednesday could do the impossible and stay up. 
they just seem as if they're getting results and they're winning games. Unlike I don't know, Huddersfield just don't seem to have any fight about them really. But Sheffield Wednesday do. I don't know if this is a controversial take or, but I think they could turn it round. Yeah, have a get involved, mate. I'm, I'm just going to quickly take a look at the points totals currently. So. Well, Rotherham, they're, 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 they're doomed, I'm sorry to say. Uh, you know, you can clip this up if you want. They're 18 points, eight points away from Huddersfield. Uh, you've got QPR with 21 points. Sheffield Wednesday with 22, so they're four points away from Huddersfield. Birmingham, 29. I think Tommy Bro- Mowbray will do a good job there, and I think get him out of there. Plymouth may come back down, though, because, um, you know, with their new manager and stuff, they've, a lot of players have left. They've been recalled and gone somewhere else or whatever, stuff like that. But, Harvey, have you got that? The bottom three currently, or are you chucking any other names in it? Blackburn, maybe Stoke. You never know. Uh, sorry to be boring, but I've got exactly the same as Liam. Um, I think yeah, Rotherham will finish bottom. QPR will finish twenty third. They've they started off quite well under their new manager QPR, but they've dropped off a little. Um, I've seen a little which link that Andre Dazel is is going to Birmingham on loan for the season. I saw that earlier. So um, to work under Tony Mowbray, obviously. Uh, and I, I completely agree. I think Huddersfield will, will, will finish will finish twenty second. The only the only reason I was debating it a little bit with Sheffield Wednesday is because they've got a new owner, uh, Huddersfield, who has invested already in the January window. I think they're about to sign Reece Healy from um, Watford as well. Uh, so they're 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 prepared to spend possibly more than Sheffield Wednesday are. But I just think Huddersfield have got a really poor squad. I, I really do. They've got some of the players, and we couldn't beat them. But um, some of the players they've got, I, I just think it's it's a League One squad in the Championship, essentially. Um, and don't get me wrong, Sheffield Wednesday haven't got the best squad in the world either. But Danny Roll is he's he's, he's doing a really good job there. Really good job. I've I've watched um, I've watched a few of their games, and they've they're having a lot more possession now. I think when Munez was in charge, they averaged something like twenty odd percent possession a game or something like that. So. He's doing really well. He's getting he's getting uh, a tune out of the likes of Josh Windass, Barry Bannon. So uh, so no, I I think Sheffield Wednesday will uh, will stay up. No, I like that. I like that. It's good. Good little chat. Um, and I think I'm similar. Really, I think I'm somewhat think that will be the bottom three currently. But there's a nice little discussion there about Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I think once again, it depends on how. You know, deals get happen. What if they can get the right players in? Um, if people can get their targets, so we shall wait and see. It will be interesting to see. Obviously, we don't have to worry about that because we're in the top six, so we're second at the moment. Obviously, as this recording, uh, let's talk about the playoff spots, then, boys. Currently, that is Southampton, Leeds, West Brom, and Coventry. But then below them, it's very tight up there. Um, Coventry currently in the sixth place spot. On goal difference, Sunderland, of course, got the same points as them. Watford are only one point away. It's the same as Hull City, Middlesbrough, Norwich are two points away. Preston, two points as well. Cardiff, three points. And then you've got Bristol City uh, with four points. And even Swansea, you can, they're only seven points away. Um, who do you reckon will get in that, that four spots? Or And will we be dragged into it? Take away, boys. Liam, your thoughts? So... I wouldn't be surprised before he got dragged into it, but then got out of it. So I was looking at this early and thinking about it. And I remember, I think it was this week or last week, the super, there was the supercomputer and it predicted us to get second on 88 points. I think it was. Yeah. I, I was thinking about this and I was thinking, will Southampton get second, but it doesn't seem to happen under McKenna. We don't have a drastic drop in form 
even if we do lose at Leicester, hypothetically, I can't see them going on a two-game losing streak or three game to get dragged in it. So I'm going to stick with McKenna and trust the process and think we're going to get second. I'm going to go with Southampton third, Leeds fourth, West Brom, and then I was thinking about sixth place. And I think it could be one of three teams, either Sunderland, Watford or Borough. But I think Middlesbrough, because I think they've got a good manager. Carrick started to turn it round and they're playing really well. And I think they've got probably the best team out of the three. So I'm going to stick my neck out and go Middlesbrough. But I wouldn't be surprised if Watford or Sunderland did it either. I don't know if this is another bold take as well, but I'm not sure. I'm interested what you think. And obviously, we're, we're sort of guaranteeing Leicester are going to be, they're going to be, they're going to win the league, are we? Are I we think just going to say, yeah. They're a Premier League team, aren't they? They've oh. just. The, the, the budget with the manager, with, with the players they've already got. So we're really guaranteed that. And we're, well, we'll find out if Harvey thinks we're going to finish in, in the top two or are we going to be in the playoffs and who's going to be in the playoff, Harvey? Where are you thinking? Everyone get involved as well in the comments, your, your top four and your top two spots. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, but I, I, I agree with Liam. Um, I just can't... I, I don't think we'll stay in the top two all season. You know, no, I think we'll drop out then back yeah, in definitely. it again. Definitely. I, yeah. can, I can see that happening quite a few times, to be honest with you. But um, and, and you look at it, so Hampton, I think they're 19 unbeaten now, aren't they? They've just beaten Sheffield Wednesday 4-0 on the weekend. They're in a really good vein of form. But I just don't see... I don't see us dropping out. I really don't, for, you know, full-time. So... Um, Third, I've got Southampton. Uh, fourth, I've got Leeds. And this is where my bold bold shout comes in. Hot take, as, as Bonner referred to, uh, you know, before the show started. Uh, in fifth place, I've actually got Coventry and Middlesbrough in sixth place. So I'm with I'm with Liam on Middlesbrough. So I've got West Brom to drop out. And, and my logic behind that is there's still a few ownership issues going on with West Brom. They they can't bring any players in. They've they've an owner's been linked for a good few weeks now, but there's nothing really new on that. We've only got two weeks of the window left. So by the time an owner comes in, how you know, how long is, is Carlos Colbrown gonna have to to bring to bring more players in? They've got a really good home record, West Brom, but um they have had a few dodgy results as well and Coventry are really on the up. They've they've got experienced last season in starting off really poorly, which similar they, they did this season and then going on a ridiculous run. Uh, and, and, you know, they were one kick away, weren't they, from the Premier League? So um, I think a lot of people are overlooking Coventry and, and Mark Robbins is, is, a, is an unbelievable manager. They've invested again in January. So, uh, yeah, I think momentum will, will, will bring Coventry to fifth and then, uh, Middlesbrough, I think we'll get we'll sneak that sixth place, but it's a flip of a coin, really. As as Liam said, it's between a good few teams, but that that's my that's my pick for the playoffs. I think, um, yeah, Coventry and Middlesbrough to finish fifth and sixth. Okay, and technically, boys, when we play Leicester, we could be actually third anyway because uh, Southampton play on Saturday, so we are going to be dropping out of the top two if Southampton do- does win. So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be flirting. Obviously, we were a lot of points away from Southampton, but of course, the little mini blip. Over the festo period, have um, now we are now joint, of course, points with them. Um, oh no, three points away from them, and goal difference and all that sort of stuff. But we shall wait and see. Um, just a someone called A. He said, if we don't uh, get second, I want it to be Leeds. 
because uh, obviously we've played them twice this season and they're beating us. Um, obviously, Southampton, you know, great team as well. Of course, we we host them soon, Southampton. Um, but yeah, Leeds will be an interesting one. And obviously, the playoffs is a lottery. You know, the form goes out the window and all that sort of stuff. Um, I'm, I'm, I was going to put my head on the line a few weeks back. And like, I think when we had that, you know, I think it was Watford, I went, yeah, we're going up because of that. But with the festive period, I'm like, oh, I'm a bit shaky. I'm, I'm waiting for the transfer window to close and stuff. But um, I'm just bottling now. I'm just bottling my, my idea. Um, but I may follow this suit with you guys. So we'll wait and see um, and stuff. It's a good point here from Kevin, actually, to round off this. Southampton have yet to play all the top teams away, uh, whereas Leicester, uh, we have done the lot. Um, so, yeah, Leicester obviously will, will go because we've done Leeds away, lost. Uh, Southampton away, won. Um, Leicester, obviously, this weekend um, or on Monday. But, yeah, it will be interesting um, to see how Southampton does in that. Oh, hello. Is this right? Kevin's gone here. Leeds versus Southampton the last day of the season. Um, imagine if we beat Huddersfield to go top automatically. That would be interesting. That's a big game. That is a big game to end the season. Sure, we, we shall wait and see. Um, any other um, stats? Any other thoughts on the that sort of mid-season prediction, boys? Um Anything else, you know, any teams you think will just have a little flirt, though, with the playoffs, just in case? You know, there's there's a few teams in there that may may flirt, potentially. I think, yeah, I think there's a there's there's a few. Um, there's a few that will be in and around it, for sure. Um, it depends on, on what happens in this last two weeks of the window as well. You, you never know. If, if a team goes on a run from February to, you know, similar to a run we went on last season to, you know, to, to get top two in the in the in league one so if a team goes on a run like that you can't really discredit any team that's seven eight nine points behind because anything can happen in the last uh in the last few windows uh sorry in the last few months even uh bristol city yeah bristol city could that's a that, good shout. yeah that is a good shout liam manning's starting to really get a get a turn out of him now isn't he and just signed scott twine as well who obviously liam manning knows really well with uh with mk dons they'll be full of confidence after beating West Ham in the Cup. So that's potentially a good shout as well. Yeah, we, we shall wait and see. Um, all right then, boys, let's move on then, um, as we are, I want to say, getting close to the hour mark, but it's just good to sort of get our ducks in line and all that sort of stuff. And let's get into the strike. A bit of silly business, a little bit to break up that chat there. And it's going to be Harvey versus Liam going head to head. And uh, Andrew Jones just gone. We have to uh, hope Norwich don't make it. Um, yes, that, that is very true. Very true, obviously, with the, the connection. And obviously, we don't want to play in the playoffs because, yeah, we just we just don't. Um, but, yeah, but we shall wait and see. Well, let's get right into the strike. As always, five questions plus a tiebreaker. Get involved. Um, shout the answers and all that sort of stuff. Uh, we have questions on birthdays, Leicester City, and all that sort of stuff. And the first question is on Flynn Downs, boys, who celebrates his birthday this week. and. Do you know, and I think, Liam, you're Essex-based, so maybe you have more of an advantage on this question, but uh, Flynn Downs was born in which town in Essex? Was it Brentwood, Colchester or Manningtree? Um, so, yeah. Flynn Downs, obviously, at Southampton on loan from West Ham, of course. Um, so will he... That'd be interesting when we play Southampton. Because I don't think... Did he play? He didn't play the game when we played him, did he? Or did he? I think he was injured. No, he didn't I don't play. think he played. No, I think he, yeah, he was no. injured in the game. But yeah, um, let's have a little look. Yeah, Kevin's gone in the chat. All right, then, boys, what do you reckon? I've gone Brentwood. No idea. 
because I'm from Colchester originally, and I know he's. I don't think he's from Colchester because I probably would have known that. And I didn't think Manning Tree. So by the price of simulation, yeah, I've gone Brentwood. It is Brentwood, of course it is. Um, so a point each for you boys. Kevin also has gone Brentwood. Shout out to him. Um, question two is on a German now, a German loanee back in the 2000s. Moritz Voltz. Completely said it wrong there. Uh, celebrate his birthday this week. Now, this is one for you, Harvey. Um, and Liam, I'm sure you may like squad numbers. But yeah, what squad number did he wear at town during his loan spell? Was it 12, 22 or 28? Um, now, Harvey's just thinking positional, like, oh, okay, if he played that mm. position, surely he's going to have this squad number. Um, I think Bono's in the chat as well. I'm sure Bono will love this question. Other squad number people. I know Andy Warren back in the day, who's on the podcast, he loves that. I think he still does love squad numbers. Of course he does. Um, but 12, 22 or 28. Volts, obviously, formerly of Fulham. Came on loan at Fulham. Played for Arsenal as well. I think he's now the assistant manager at Bayern Munich, for, I think for the women's team. little fun fact oh, there. Wow. For so there we go. Um, but yeah, what do you reckon, boys? What do you think his squad number was? Uh, I, I'm not sure, to be honest with you, which doesn't happen very often because I'm a squad number geek. Um, but I'm not 100% sure. I've, I've gone for 28, but I don't think it's 12. I think it's 22 or 28. I, I've gone for 28. I remember it had a 2 in it, and I think it's 22. It is 22. So down the squad numbers. I just there's just randomly was stuck in my head. I don't know how I remember that. I once remember speaking to him at a Players Awards evening. Really nice guy, but yeah, he was he played well for town. He wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. I think there was a somewhat of talking potentially signed permanently, but he didn't in the end. I think he went back to Germany and stuff like that. But um, yeah, Volks, happy birthday to him. Um, I'm trying to think what. I'll find out how old he is in a second, but let's do question three. And question three is on good old Danny Haynes, the Canary Crusher himself. How many goals did he score for town in 128 games? Of course, if you get it bang on, ladies and gentlemen, and Harvey and Liam, you get double the points. So Harvey could potentially take the lead if he gets bang on. Uh, but if you just get cl- closest to the closest to the correct answer, gets the point. So, uh, but yeah, just going to quickly find out how old Volks is right now. He is 41. Maybe 41 on Sunday. Oops. So there we go. Flynn Downs will be turning 24 on Saturday. No, 25 on Saturday. So, um, yeah, 25 with Flynn Downs, which, which is just mad. He's, he's getting old. He's getting old now, isn't he? He's getting old. Uh, but he's not, he's not old at all. He's not old. In football terms, he's fine. Um, and then Danny Haynes, what do you reckon, boys? Obviously, came off the bench a lot, scored a few goals against Norwich. He uh, turns 36 tomorrow. So happy birthday to Danny for tomorrow. But what do you reckon then, boys? 128 games, how many goals? What are you going for? Uh, I am awful at these kind of questions, as we've seen on the strike before. I seem to recall getting a Mick Mills question horrendously wrong. Um, so it was a wild guess. I don't remember him being a an out-and-out goal scorer every week kind of guy. So I took a random punt and gone for 37. 37. What do you reckon, Liam? So I remember Danny Haynes playing for town and he wasn't a prolific striker at all. Um, I just remember him being really quick and he didn't have the best finishing. So I've gone for a similar logic where I think he scored less than half and I've gone for 48, so slightly more than Harvey. But we'll see who's right. Uh, None of you are even close. Um, The closest man is Lee here in the chat. Uh, It's 20. 
correct answer is 20. Wow. Leeds game 18. So only 20 goals he scored. Um, because, yeah, I think he... Out of those appearances, I think he made like 87 sub-appearances. So he had to be the super sub. But 20 goals in all competitions. Um, so Harvey gets the point. Just about. I don't know. Do I, do I give it to him? Because you were a little bit away. But you were the closest. So I do give you the point. So it is Desmond going into question four, which is on Jack Lancaster, who also celebrates his birthday this week. And he made his debut for town against QPR in 2018. But who did he replace in that game? Some blasts on the pass once again here. Grant Ward, Gwen Edwards, or Freddie Sears. Um, quickly check Jack Lancaster's age as well. Celebrates his birthday uh, tomorrow as well. We'll be turning 24 tomorrow, Jack. Good old Jack. Uh, I think we lost this game against QPO, if I, if I remember rightly. Um, obviously, during that period, we lost a lot of games because um, obviously he came in. Yeah, 2-0 defeat against QPR. Dean Gherkin got an own goal and... Uh, Hemed, the, the striker, got a penalty. Um, but yeah, just looking at the, the team. Oh, dearie me. What a, what a bad team. Um, obviously, the relegation season. Um, what do you reckon? Uh, you well, go first? Yeah, go on, Lee. I thought I'd mix it up so it wasn't you every time. I've gone for yeah, Grant go Ward because I, I thought he was a central midfielder from memory. So... Yeah, that's my guess. I don't know how right I am, but we'll see. My initial thoughts was Edwards, but I'm probably going to be wrong now. I went for for, for Guion Edwards. Um, I think he he's more of a he plays more as a as a ten now for for Cambridge, but I could be wrong here. But I think mainly for us, he was he was on the right, wasn't he? Um, if we were losing the game, I wouldn't expect it to be Sears to come off. But then you never know. So. Uh, yeah, I went for I went for Guion. Again, it could be could be any other. Is it just for the Welsh connection as well? We just want yeah, Guion. Yeah. yeah, why not? Um, push the Welsh connection, right? Yeah, uh, Kevin's gone for Guion as well, and Lee's gone for Ward. Um, and the correct answer, and Lee is getting these bang on pretty much. It is Grant Ward. So uh, Liam, you are correct as well. So you do get the point. So it's three two, going into the final question, and it's on Leicester, and uh, we haven't won Leicester since two thousand and two. Um, I think it was Filbert Street back then. Um, and who scored a late winner in town's last win at Leicester on Boxing Day in 2002? Darren Ambrose, Pablo Clargo or Jermaine Wright. So I think we were 1-0 down and then we came back. I think Thomas Garso equalised and then one of these three men made it the win. I think the 88th minute, the goal was scored. So we're at Darren Ambrose, Pablo Conargo or Jermaine Wright. So it's been a while since we've won at Leicester. Um, I think I mentioned on the I think the boot room and other videos we've done recently, um, which will they'll be coming out shortly. Uh, I actually, last time I'd gone to Leicester was back in 2012 and we lost 6-0. So I'm hoping Monday will be a different scoreline. But, um, but yeah, we haven't had a good record at Leicester. Um, but this game, we scored a late winner. So what do you reckon then, boys? Uh Again, complete guess. Striker, last-minute goal, Pablo Cunyaga. I was torn between Pablo and Ambrose, and for some reason, Darren Ambrose sticks in my head, and I'm probably going to be completely wrong here. But, yeah, I'm going to take a punt and say Ambrose. It is Darren Ambrose. I don't know how I remember that. <laughs> I remember watching the game, but I don't know how I remember it. Yep, he's Darren Ambrose. So there we go. Liam has won. But as always, we do have a tiebreaker question. I'm just going to quick look in the chat. Um, a few people went Canago. 
Um, Andy went Ambrose. There we go. Um, Lee went Canago. So he didn't get it right. Didn't get it right, Lee. Unbelievable. Because he did go, do I get a pound? A po- uh, do I get a, a pound a pint? Uh, well, he did for the first two questions you got right, but not that one. Um, but yeah, Liam, are we going to do it? Are we going to go to the tiebreaker? Go on, why not? Okay. And the question is, on a man who has connection with both clubs, and that is James Scowcroft, obviously played both teams, actually left Ipswich to join Leicester, and then he returned on loan from Leicester to Ipswich. So that was an interesting one. But how many goals did James Scowcroft score for town in 256 games? This is, I know this is not your question, Harvey. You're not happy with this question, but um, that's the best way. Of course, you've got to get a bang on to win, but you never know. James Scowcroft, two spells. Um, you know, part of the team who won promotion, obviously got injured, but so didn't play at Wembley. Uh, played a few times in the Premier League for us. Um, you know, just, I think, came through the roof ranks in the 90s, obviously. Um, but yeah, how many goals do you reckon? 256 games. Kevin's gone quickly. I won't, I won't bring up the the answer yet, but he's gone. Oh, let me see, actually. Is he close? Let me quickly double check. It's all competitions as well. I'm just going to, where's the answer? Oh, you know what? You know what? Um, someone's gone. Mm, no, no chance. I don't think he was scored in every game. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, oh, a few close ones here. All right, then. Harvey, this is all for you to play for. What do you reckon? No idea. 92. 92. Uh, Liam, just to go for it. You never know. You could get a bang on. Can I just say before we answer what a player he was with him and Johnson up top? I am going to go with a hundred. I think it could have been more, but I'll just go for a hundred to go more. You were both not even close. Um, <laughs> Kevin is the closest here. Fifty-eight. It's fifty-five. He scored fifty-five goals in all competitions. Oh, wow. um, so yeah, not that prolific, um, but not bad with the games he plays and stuff like that. It's not too shabby. Um, a few other people Alex went 124 that's a lot uh, Lee's gone 34 Andy's gone 48 so um, yeah not too bad but Liam you have won so there we go you are now the third man to win the live KOA fan social strike I'll add you to the leaderboard and all that sort of stuff good effort Harvey um, but better luck next time better luck next time so there we go another strike in the books boys um, and as we are talking about Leicester there Let's segue into Leicester with the, the countdown getting to the hour close now, boys. Um, how are you feeling for this one? Of course, Leicester, uh, we played really well against them, I felt, um, on Boxing Day. It was a really good game uh, at Portman Road. 1-1 draw, obviously. Um, Harvey, obviously, they're doing really well. Top of the table. But they've got a few players missing because of injuries. AFCON, their manager won't be on the touchline either because he's suspended. Um, probably the perfect time to play, do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, if there was a perfect time to play to play a team like Leicester, I think it would be now. Um, as you've alluded to there, they've got quite a lot of players missing. I know there's been some talk today about Dewsbury Hall being a doubt as well. I don't know whether that's just mind games from Maresca, to be honest with you. He knows that there's already a few players out. So just to get McKenna thinking a little bit more, I think he'll be doing everything to get Dewsbury Hall playing for that game. And I'd be amazed if he didn't, to be honest with you. So a good time to play them. Obviously, we only played them a few weeks ago. It will give the players confidence, knowing that they can go, you know, toe to toe with against a team that have, have just come down from the Premier League. I thought we didn't look out of our depth at one at one point in that game. Really, I know 
this and that. They're, they're always going to have opportunities with the players they've got. If they haven't got Jusby Hall, they've got Winks. If they haven't got, um, you know, the, the lad that got sent off, they've got Mavadidi. So they've got depth regardless of who's out, really. But um, it's a good time to play them. And, and I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a good game. The pressure's going to be on them, big style, especially in front of a home crowd. If we see out the first 15 minutes, I know this season our, our um, record in the first 10, 15 minutes is, hasn't been brilliant, really. But if we hold out, you know, in, in that first 10, 15 minutes where they'll have lots of possession, I think we've got every chance of winning the game. I really, I really, really do. Well, the the, the win against uh, Sunderland will do us the world of the world of good. I think that's come at the perfect time. Uh, if you know, if we'd lost that going into Leicester, you know, I might be having a different conversation with you. But I really do think we've got a chance, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm backing us for a win. I, I really am, and that would be that would be something uh, something pretty special because I think they've only lost twice there, haven't they, this season? Yeah, and we'll get to your predictions shortly, boys. But Liam, overall thoughts? Obviously, they they lost last week um, against Coventry in their derby. It was a three-one defeat. Um, Fatu, I think, is the, the player who got sent off. Um, and he could have actually gone to AFCON in the end because he's now going to miss February uh, until February. So he's probably going, oh, I should have just gone to AFCON. Um, but yeah, he's, he's suspended. I think Jamie Vardy's coming back, so he could be potentially coming up against town. Um, but yeah, Liam, how are you feeling for this one? Uh, at the King Power on Monday night, under lights on Sky. Similar to Harvey, it's the best time to play them. I was going to mention about Vardy that they had a little lone non-league player coming back to start for him. So... Yeah, it's the best time to play and the pressure's on Leicester. All the Sky coverage is going to be talking about Leicester, how they're doing well, how they're doing well this year. Um, I, I, I'm I, quietly confident. I think we can get a result. Um, yeah, they've just lost the game. We've just won. Yeah, let, let's see what happens. If, if we can ride it out for 20 minutes, half an hour, there's no reason why we can't get a result or a point, definitely. Um, 2-1 would be incredible. That would be absolute scenes wouldn't it if it was to happen but I don't want to sound like McCarthy but I think you would take a point now wouldn't you yeah you would with the with the current form and stuff like that um I think they won 21 games this season out of 27 games I think they lost four and um just someone called A has said uh, they have lost more than us but I think there's only one more game they've lost more than us um but yeah but yeah a lot of predictions coming in 2-1 a lot of 2-1 town wins uh, which is very interesting indeed. Um, Harvey, what do you reckon then, my mate? Who do you reckon uh, will will play as well? Um, obviously, players coming back. Of course, no Sam Morsey. This is his final game of his suspension. Um, of course, a game you know he probably didn't want to miss. Definitely the Sunderland game he didn't want to miss, but this one especially. Um, but yeah, Kane Jackson up front again. And any other players you think you want to come in? Is this an opportunity for Jezza to make his first start? Uh, I think Jackson will definitely start. I don't think that's that's purely because of um, what happened at Sunderland. We just purely because of, we know how Leicester play. They'll they'll pass it out from the back. They won't go away from their principles at all. And Jackson's the best option we've got in terms of pressing. So Jackson will. I'd, yeah, I'd put anything on Jackson starting. Um, hopefully Harry Clark and, and Leaf are good to go. I think there's a debate to have in the middle of the park if Luan goes fit. I don't think he will be, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, if, if if he's fit, then possibly that's an option to put in there just, uh, you know, for his kind of robustness in, in midfield. Saying that, he started Taylor, didn't he, in the reverse fixture a few weeks ago. So you never know. And then the broadhead one's really interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, I'm not calling him out or anything like that, but it's he's, he's not he's not 
been the Nathan Broadhead we know, has he, the, the, this last few weeks? I think it's fair to say that. Um, I think it's also fair to acknowledge the fact that he's played more football in the last 12 months than he ever has in his career. I think a lot of people forget that before he signed for town, he was he was he was labelled injury prone, really. So not only has he played pretty much every week for town since you know January last year, he's also played domestically for Wales as well. So he's bound to go through a spell where things aren't quite you know going for him and. I think he's 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 hit that spell at the moment. He's still scored, I think, eight goals, hasn't he? He started like a, like an absolute train. So he'll get that form back, no doubt about it. And um, he's a he's a class player. But I, I'm edging towards uh, towards your man Jezza for this one, Ross. I have to be honest. I think I think that could be a decent option. And then Broadhead is is really improved with his tracking back. I think he could be an option to bring on. 70 75 minutes um yeah i agree with that broad is, is missing hurst i think that them two together were really good so uh yeah i, I would i would probably edge with sarmiento for this one i um i would but i wouldn't complain if broadhead started either what's your what's your prediction as we we segue on to liam get his thoughts uh i've gone for a three two town win goals yes. goals goals galore Oh, who do you reckon's going to score then for town? He, he, he Broadhead going to get back to scoring ways, and we're going to see a, a, a new goal scorer. I'll go for Jackson to get two and two. Uh, Connor Chaplin and Wes Burns. Oh, good old Wesley, get a goal. I like to see that. Uh, Liam, your thoughts then on on the team and also your prediction. So I'll start with the team. I think. Goalkeeper picks itself. Left back Davis. T- centre backs. Do you just play the best two that we've got at the moment and just keep it as it is, or then who would you play at right back? Would you play Clark and just keep it on current form and ability? I think central midfielder. I think you play Trav, hence why they've brought him in, and I think you'll play Luongo. Attacking three. I think you play your. I think you play Jezza because he looked good didn't he when he came on um, and you can always take him off at half time or 60 minutes if it doesn't work Chaplin, Burns and I think you play Jackson exactly what Harvey was saying you play him for his pace because that's exactly what we'll do um, score prediction I'm going to go with a Desmond um, I don't know why but I feel like Jamie Vardy's going to score I just can see it happening <laughs> it's the only thing he'll do all season now he'll score against us and he won't do anything Yeah, well, yeah, I think that are you are going for like a, a, a late equaliser or how, how you think it will go? Oh, Liam, Liam's Liam's got no audio. This is not good. Liam, what's going on? Live, we're live. Hey, you still, you still, I know you're back. Sorry, I don't know what happened there. I'm is gonna it? say we score towards the end to equalise. Nice little eight qualifiers. That'd be lovely. That'd be lovely. That'd be that'd be great, wouldn't it? Some limbs in the away end. Yeah. Although it does mean we haven't beaten Leicester again. Doesn't um, matter. We haven't uh, lost the game, and we move on. Southampton probably will win, but it doesn't matter. You've got to see the bigger picture, haven't you? And just keep going and keep getting results. So, aren't we playing Southampton at home on? Is it Easter Monday? I believe. I think so. That sounds familiar. I know we're playing on a, a very interesting day and that could be the one. Let me quickly check the fixtures quickly. And that is Easter Monday, 1st of April. So that is, whew, it's a big that's game. Huge. 
it's going to be massive. Um, so yeah, obviously after that is the uh, a trip to Carrow Road. So that's, that's, a, that's a big week, the Monday and then Norwich on the Saturday. Obviously that, that's going to change the fixture. I'm sure that'll probably switch to a, a Sunday or whatever, or maybe it will be a, a midday kickoff on the Saturday. Um, but that's going to be two big games in that in that eight, start of April. Obviously that is the run-in anyway. That is the run-in. So um, some big games. Oh, oh. It's going to be exciting. Just quickly as well, sorry, I forgot to mention that I, in defence, I, I think I'd probably edge with uh, Twanzebe for this one. I, I, I think Wolfie's, uh, I, I love Wolfie, he's a great player, but I think in terms of pace, I think Twanzebe would be better to deal with with Mavadidi on the on the left-hand side, who will be cutting in. Um, so I would stick with, with Edmondson on the left and uh, I'd, I'd probably go with Twan, Twanzebe for this one, personally. Hasn't even noticed, has he? I've done it again. And it yeah, came up noticed. as well. It came up. It came up. And what a way to end the podcast. Just me being a tit. Um, but there we go. Um, any other business, though, boys, as we wrap up? We have gone over the hour mark, but I don't mind that. It's not against against the rules. It's We can do that because we've had a good chat. It's been a nice chat, guys. Uh, Liam, how are you feeling? Been outside Portman Road? I'm sure you're very, very cold. But, yeah, um, still at Portman Road, still freezing. No cooking oil, so nothing to report quite yet. But no, no business from me. Thank you. Tom, man, Tom, man. Harvey, anything from you, my friends? Um, yeah, good to have you back as always. But uh, any other business? No, no other business from me. Hopefully, a. Uh, uh... A good result for town on uh, on Monday. I don't like these Monday games, I have to be honest. But um, but uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll see what happens then. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It'll be uh, yeah, it'll be a good game. Saturday three o'clock. Just feel like a thing in the past, to be honest with you now. Yeah, I will admit. I don't, I don't know what to do myself on Saturday. Um, that's gonna be weird. I'm sure a lot of people right now like. Obviously, we haven't had a 3pm Saturday for a while, and obviously we we had the five thirty against uh, Sunderland's with you know. Obviously, we had. 3 p.m. against Stoke, but that was like New Year's Day, and everyone was mm. didn't know where they were because they were probably hung over or whatever. And it's it's New Year's Day, but um, but no, um, it's been a great show once again. Harvey, Liam, thanks for joining me. Thanks everyone for joining us again. Uh, we'll be back next week. Do another live show. Um, if you're going to Leicester, enjoy. I'm gone for a one nil town win. Another memorable away day. Nathan Broadhead to get a rid of this somewhat bad form to get a goal and the winner itself. And that'll be a lovely three points to go away from Leicester. Um, but yeah, it should be interesting indeed. Uh, and everyone, as, as Kevin said, keep warm, everyone, because it's going to be cold. Uh, it's going to be a cold weekend. But um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Of course, big shout out to our sponsors, Manscaped. Use the code KOA and use the code 20% off. No, use the code KOA. You get 20% off and free delivery. Oh, Thanks dear me. Oh, I don't know. I'm just going to enjoy my last Jaffa cake and say goodbye. Thanks for listening. And um, we'll be back next time for another Kings of Anglia podcast. So goodbye for now, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Harvey and Liam. Bye-bye.